0: Take five. Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from eight to ten Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball and you can chat with us on Twitter at Her Fantasy FB and on Facebook slash Her Fantasy football. I'm your host Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And this is our wrap-up show. No middle name for Brandon, apparently. Well,
1: uh, Courtney left it out of the outline, so I had to read it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because Brandon stays on script so much.
1: So frequently.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Love it. Love it. Well, we will go over highlights for each team and talk about our favorite moments this season. At the beginning of the season, we draw out from a hat determining which NFL team we will be covering for the whole season. I always am lucky and get 10, and the other girls get 11. So uh, I <laughs> <laughs> we choose for the odd team. I'm just lucky. I get the odd team. Uh, so who is your favorite team to cover, and which team are you praying you don't get in 2016? Ashley? Well, my favorite team to cover, I would say, it was probably...
2: Jags. I enjoyed the Jags just because they were they had so much interesting stuff. But I would say that every year I hope that I won't get the Niners. <laughs> but that was mainly for the fact that I didn't want to cover Colin Kaepernick. Now I have no idea what team he's actually going to land on. So obviously that will be the team that I do not want to cover next year. <laughs> but let's say for the of fact that the Niners, I still don't want to cover them because they literally have no idea what they're doing. None. As an organization – Coaching, players, they have no clue what they are doing. Um, so, and I don't really want to fall on the rabbit hole with them. Now, with that said, that's with Colin Kaepernick or not. That's just straight up the Niners. Um, but he did have surgery, and we do wish he a speedy recovery, Colin Kaepernick. I don't know to that works out well. I want to hear there. something nice in there after I'm just like, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, but I also would not love to cover Johnny Mansell's team because I just think I'd get too frustrated about it. That would be bad, too. Good call. Mm -hmm. Brandon?
1: I'm a glutton for punishment, so I think the most entertaining team to cover was the Browns (laughs) because hashtag Billy Manziel, that's the new guy in town. Nice. Now, I just want to make sure that we discuss this in full. Johnny Manziel reportedly, after sharing on Instagram a photo of himself and his dog on his carpet being like, oh, Saturday nights, Mm. went to Vegas in a blonde wig and a fake mustache to party. Now, I'm gonna start with this. At least he is, put the effort in. Uh, first of all, this is actually very sad. This is classic addict behavior. It's actually really clinically
2: sad. Like lying, being places that you Amanda you're gonna be. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> could you imagine a party with Johnny Menzel and Amanda Bynes at the same time? Ooh, this is bad. For Larry Lindsay but Lohan. Calling in there. yourself
1: Billy. Putting was on it, a blonde wig and, and a fake redneck mustache. Kind of
2: wig? Was it like the lawn, like
1: mullet style? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, we, we don't have a confirmed picture yet, but supposedly he was in the club in a wig. Like, what would you even do if you're in a club and you see a guy with a wig and a fake mustache? I'd say, I'm not talking to you. Oh, for sure. And I would actually be like, you're hilarious. And I would talk to that
2: person. Well, hopefully
1: he meets someone like you.
2: That's That's probably
0: why I'm the last sister to get married. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Brandon, do lose you? You know, before this starts, we talk for two hours before we push play. And the second we push play, we lose Brandon. True. And her face is in the middle of a laugh (laughs) on our screen right now, which is fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. What about you, Courtney? I will say, for sure, I would like to cover the Washington Redskins next year. Ooh. Uh, You know, I have this odd relationship with Kirk Cousins, and although I'm not convinced that he's going to have another year like he did this year, I still like to talk about him every week. I just love him. And um, I'm kind of the same way as you, Ashley. Wherever Chip Kelly falls, I do no not go. want no to cover go. them. I do not want to cover them. Although do I don't think he can destroy a team within an offseason, but it's possible. Chip Kelly it is possible. Chip Kelly could do, do, you, do a lot. Do you yeah. think he'll land in the NFL or do you think he'll go back to college? I don't know, he's getting interviewed by people in the NFL, so I'm assuming he'll probably get a job in the NFL, which makes me want to cry. I really hope he's going back to college. Do you know what the worst nightmare is? Chip
2: Kelly going to the 49ers. Chip Kelly going to the 49ers. Or and the
0: then Cleveland they have Browns to cover that team. Or the oh Browns. Oh my gosh, it'd be so good. Browns would be good. You know what? Chip Kelly at the Browns, I might actually want that team. A Johnny Menzel, Chip Kelly combo. combo? Yeah. That could be interesting could all year. It could be the worst and best thing I've ever been part of. But, yeah, that, that's kind of where I land. Uh, for the most part, wherever Chip Kelly goes, I do not want them. And I really want the Redskins. Although, I know they're your team, Ashley. You get them every year. I do get the Redskins.
2: I, 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 I don't I, want to I take like them away from you. But. I kind of oddly feel the same in a weird way probably because of my connection with the Redskins at this point, that I kind of want to cover whatever team RG3 goes to. And I, if it's the Cowboys, talk
0: about a hilarious team to cover all year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Brandon, we lost you there for a second. Uh, who's your team that you do want? Yeah, that was so weird because I could see you guys and then all of a sudden I didn't. It was
1: weird. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had the Packers, the 49ers, and the Bears for three years in a row, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I could step away from those. Just okay. take a step back. And actually, the Packers were the most depressing
0: They are. Yeah. They, they, were, they the were the most biggest depressing this year. Yeah. Bad. Jordy, des- Jordy deserves a new contract. I don't know what you, what you guys think. Our, oh, yeah. All right. Which team are you excited for in 2016? AKA, we always make our Super Bowl predictions. So, who's the 2017 Super Bowl champs? Brandon? I went crazy. I am going to say the Baltimore Ravens. Why? I know,
1: I think they're going to bounce back in a big way. You know, they you know, everyone on that team was hurt. Everyone. Yeah. They got to the fourth string. It was nuts. Um, I think they sneak into the playoffs in the wild card and I think they make some noise. I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl per se, but I man, I'm I'm thinking about going to Vegas and just putting down some money. I've never done that. I've never gone gambling like that in anywhere, but I, you know, I don't know. I think that no one's gonna think about
0: them, and they could sneak in. Mm. I like it, and nobody thinks yeah. about Flacco ever, so I think that's a possibility. Yeah, I, you know, I'm very interested with what the Giants will do next year with a new coach right in the middle of Eli's prime. Um, they have the receivers; they need work in the running game, but and the defense. Let's be honest, but I'm interested to see. They've had they've had Coughlin for a long time, so it'll be. Be intriguing. Be careful what you wish for. I love Coughlin.
2: I was so Me sad. Too. I
0: I was legitimately
2: sad all day. I know. And then you really and domestic. then you hear players like Justin Tuck sharing their stories and Eli is like a complete mess at the moment. And
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eli
2: crying really was
0: <sighs> Yeah. It was bad. Ooh. Ashley, what about you?
2: Well, I'm not I'm not sure that I would say um. Either of the teams are Super Bowl bound, (laughs) per se. (laughs) It would probably be boring and be the Patriots per usual. But, you know, I would say the Bengals, um, because the team has so much potential and has my beloved Red Rocket Mm. on the team. Um, But if you recall, the running back choices frustrated me all season long. So I might say the Jets, as they are really close to being in the playoffs, I think they could make a playoff run. Gosh, their um, run. I don't think they win the Super Bowl though, but I am really also excited for the Jags because I think that they are chock full of potential there, and I'm especially to see how T.J. Yeldon steps up next year because I think that's going to really kind of bring that uh,
0: offense together and really fill it out. There you go. All right, real quick, ladies, who was your favorite draft pick this preseason? I would have to say for me it was Danny Woodhead, uh, just because <laughs> although it wasn't always consistent, um, you know, he wasn't always a smart play. But he did win me two championships this year. So I'm going to say him. Fair enough.
2: Love. Uh, My favorite would be tie between Cam Newton and Allen Robinson because I was able to get both of them really low uh, in comparison to other guys in their position. I was able to get uh, Cam and our family, the 10th overall pick in mine, and the 94th overall for the entire league. Uh, And I was able to get Allen Robinson as my eighth pick. And seventy-fourth overall. And Cam ended up being the highest scoring player in all of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And Robinson was the fourth highest wide receiver. So yeah yeah. Yeah, winning all day. Brandon, what about you?
1: Alan Hearns and Eric Decker tie. Tie. You had both Yay! of them? Yeah. I got both of them in a lot of leagues actually. I was gonna say well, when think, you're
0: in forty leagues, you know. Say, so right, did you right, have about, right. both
1: in the same <laughs>
2: league
0: anywhere?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, they were, you know, I mean, they were all of our sleepers. All three of us really liked yeah. both of them. So, you know, Eric Decker was the 10th highest scoring wide receiver on the year in standard scoring, caught 80 passes for 1,027 yards and 12 touchdowns with missing a game with an injury. Mm-hmm. And then Alan Hearns also missed a game, 15th highest scoring of, uh, of the wide receivers, caught 64 passes, 1,031 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, yeah, awesome. And awesome. And
0: too, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into the recap of our teams. We will start off with the NFC and the Carolina Panthers. Well, I would say that the
1: highlight of covering the Panthers is Cam Newton.
0: Cam period.
1: Newton. Hello. Number one fantasy player of the year. Just like Ashley said, sweetie with the kids. Other than that one mom from Tennessee. Crazy mom. Who doesn't know what Crazy to tell mom, God, her, rogue. her daughter about sportsmanship. Oh, man. Um, and then he had a baby
2: named... His son chosen. Love it. <laughs> Congrats, Love it. choice. Love it. It's Kind of like in the Apple realm for me, but you know, hey,
1: chosen it is. Um, overall, a fun year. Three hundred eighty-nine point zero eight fantasy points. Standard scoring. Thirty-five passing touchdowns, tied for second in the league. So everyone who keeps talking about him not having the stats, it makes like, no sense to me. It actually what?
2: infuriates me.
1: He's second only to Tom Brady. It's crazy. What do you mean he doesn't have the stats? And then he also had ten rushing touchdowns on top of that. He was responsible for forty five touchdowns. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: What do you mean he doesn't have the stats? He's not the chosen one.
0: He's in sixteen it, games, he's not. Yeah.
1: Do you know he has the fifth? He is tied for the fifth most rushing touchdowns in the league. That means out of all the running backs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: love that. I love. Stop you. it. I was, tr- I was questioning whether you were to put him or Jonathan Stewart because he w- that was the biggest surprise for me. That Express. guy stayed healthy for at least 75% of the season. I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Greg Olson, you know, what a good call by us again, too, being like, hey, he's a top guy, people. Get it together. I'd say the only low light was their loss to the Falcons. I kind of thought they'd do it.
0: No, I was hoping they would.
2: Yeah.
0: Sad. That is sad. Atlanta Falcons, you know, my high my high for Atlanta has to be both, Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones. Freeman had only had three games under 10 fantasy points and four games in a row with 20 fantasy points or more in standard scoring. That's just crazy. Julio Jones saw more than 10 targets in all of his games but two and finished second out of wide receivers in fantasy points in standard leagues. I mean, both of them, I mean, were the only lights – but a very bright light from the Atlanta Falcons. And my low the low has to be poor little Matt Ryan, man. Mm. How he imploded. Um, he finished his season tied for third in interceptions and second in fumbles. It's not the stats that you really want going into your next season. Um, his overall fantasy points were less than Ryan Tannehill. That's... Blows my mind. Yeah, that's. I like
1: that there's a bar here, and it's called Ryan Tannehill. Well, Ryan
0: Tannehill was so bad this year. We all thought that he was gonna have a much better year this year, and he imploded as well. And Matt Ryan was worse than him, so that's really sad. So uh, you would love this,
1: Courtney. I called Kyle Rudolph the Ryan Tannehill of tight ends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really, that's nice, isn't he? Though
1: that is mean. Nobody is. He like when he's in a good matchup, he never performs well. Yeah. And he'll get 20 points on your bench. That's right. Although he gets more like 10 points on your bench. Yeah. For tight
0: ends, that's 20. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so hopefully next year he'll have a bounce back year. Because I do like Matt Ryan. I don't want him to, to feel the end. Uh, New Orleans Saints, Ashley. The Saints had a very up and down season for me this
2: year. And they were really difficult to predict at times. Um, but my highlight was the fact that for the most part, they stuck with Mark Ingram as the bell cow. Yeah. Thank you. There is nothing more frustrating than a committee, especially when the part of the committee is not worthy of it. I'm looking at you, CJ Spiller. Um, so I was very, very happy with that. Now, my low light was the slow start of Brandon Cooks. That was really irritating. You know, he was drafted very high, and he didn't see to pick any steam up until week eight. Uh, but luckily for Cooks' owners,
0: he came through in a big way at the end. So... And announced today, the coach is back. Coach is back.
2: We all knew Which, by guys. the way,
1: yeah, I, like why, like why was that even a thing? And I felt like it was weird the Pagano thing too. Although that made a little more sense for sure. But I,
0: I you know, the grass is not always greener, people. No. no, especially when it comes to coaching. That's right. That's right. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Talk about coaching.
1: Whew. yeah. So today, Lovey Smith got. And it's unbelievable. He was only there two years. He just got the rookie quarterback, and I didn't think he did that bad a job. Doug Martin had
0: so a either. much better year than we, any of us. Much expected. much better year. and Way James Winston played
2: better than I expected.
0: <laughs> Vincent Jackson yeah. was in and on and off the field. I mean, and he, even their defense had high What is his fault? It's not Lovey's fault that Mike Evans can't catch the ball. My, well, That's but a, Mike Evans is
1: amazing, Courtney.
2: Sorry, Courtney yeah. no problem with Mike Evans, apparently. It's true. It's true. You have no idea.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Again, grass is greener. I don't see any coaching candidates out there that are going to improve Tampa Bay any more than Lovey did. I thought he did a great job from year one to year two, but whatever. Who are we? Um Highlight of the year for Tampa Bay would be Doug Martin, like you said. Yeah. Second in rushing yards, 1,402. Third in overall points, 199.3 out of all of the running backs. So that's great. Because you know what? We kind of thought he was over. He had this great rookie season, and then it was like, yep. pew. So good for him, because now he's going to get a contract. And one that's worthy of him. And then means he'll do
2: terrible next year.
1: Right, right, right. The <laughs> yeah. second he signs it, if you're in a dynasty league, you go, excuse me, I have a trade offer. I'd like to get rid of Doug, Doug Martin, please. Yeah, uh, do that ASAP. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Mike Evans and his many, many drops was definitely the low light. The end of the season, and this is shocking, only the 27th highest wow. scoring wide receiver. Wow. He didn't even make the top 25. And he the was, guy think, 13th was getting year. 10 targets a game on average. He's not He's the problem. He still is only 27. Not the problem.
0: Arizona Cardinals. Oh, sorry, Brian, you want to add something to that?
1: No, just tears.
0: Oh, tears. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I, there's nothing else to add. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I could rage forever about Mike Evans, so you should stop me. <laughs> nice.
0: Uh, the Cardinals high, I will say uh, it was nice to see Larry Fitzgerald have a nice start to the season, but that ended before it began, so I'm not going with him. I'm going to have to go with Mr. Consistent Carson Palmer.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. if you had him, which I did, you got, you know, you got him for nothing in the draft. And he was good for 18 fantasy points, no matter who they played, which means the world. Um, He didn't end the season as well as he started, but he still stayed healthy and landed fifth quarterback in fantasy points. So awesome and my low there weren't many lows for this 13 and 3 team i must say um but personally i am sad that chris johnson wasn't able to make it through a season as a cardinal he was doing well for a while there but insert david johnson there tears dry up and everything is good again dun dun seahawks ashley well we all
2: know how much i love covering the seahawks (laughs) um (laughs) But they at least made it interesting this year. I will, I will give them that. So yeah. my highlight is that the Seahawks finally discovered their wide receiver position this season. Mm. It's exciting. It's like, oh, my gosh, there's actually guys that run down the field. Did you know this? Where are those guys? That's crazy. Um, granted, they were forced to because they lost any running back living in the state of Washington. Um, but nonetheless... <laughs> Let's, let's hope they take this newfound success in the air to next season as well, uh, which brings me, as you said, going to my low light, which for me is a tie between the lack of production, certainly touchdown-wise, for Jimmy Graham, although I would like to point out that we told you to not depend on him this year. So I can't believe yes, use did. that one. Yes, I'm going to say did. it was Marshawn Lynch when he went out um, – getting hurt was huge and he and even before that he was completely unproductive due to being you know he was injured a majority of the season so for me marshawn lynch was a killer for a lot of people and that was really disappointing
0: definitely a low st louis rams this is gonna be a tough one ashley yeah this one should be short um the highlight is the only player on the team Todd Gurley.
2: um I, I will say, I'm excited to see how he will do with his sophomore season. And I was thrilled that he came out this season guns a-blazing. I mean, he was out the first few games. And when he came back, he, he hit the ground running. And so I was really impressed with that, especially as a rookie. And I think he did a lot of good preparation beforehand. So I was pleased with that. Now, my low light is the rest of the team. But if I had to be specific, it would be Nick Foles. Um, wow, did yeah. that guy disappoint. Right? Such high hopes before the season. You know, we, we all thought... This is going to be good because he's got the deep ball threat, which actually you know, goes into his wheelhouse of what his skill set. But complete failure. Complete failure. failure. Um, and it is sad that they've already announced that Case Keenan will be their starter in, you know, for 2016.
1: Oh, man. Oh, please. They're, they're going to draft the quarterback.
2: By the way, how does Jeff Fisher have a job? That is a fantastic question. When guys like Lovey Smith get fired and Jeff Fisher's still there, like, granted, Jeff Fisher has zero players on his team other than Todd Gurley this year.
0: The GM still, needs to get
2: fired. The GM needs to be fired ASAP. Like, I how that guy even is allowed to walk into the building is right. I'm not. I'm
0: not familiar with the team's <laughs> uh, office, but maybe the GM did get fired the year before, and therefore this GM at least he got Gurley, and maybe he'll do better. Who knows? But yeah, it's rough, rough, rough. The team rough. needs help.
1: Yeah. Has, has Jeff Fisher ever had a good team?
0: I don't think so. Mm, not that, uh, maybe. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know his record.
2: Maybe he had a better team than, than the Rams, but he's never had a no, like, good teams. Mm. I'll All right. Book on San Francisco
0: 49ers. Brandon.
1: Well, you know, at least we're going to save some time here. I'd <laughs> say are uh, her fantasy football terrible theaters that included Jim Tomsula? Or uh, Blaine Gabbert, uh, those were really funny. That would be the highlight. Uh, you know, I mean, they did give us a lot of laughter. Jim Tomsula in those press conferences was mm, divine. Divine. And Blaine Gabbert alone at his press conference was maybe my highlight of the whole season. <laughs> and the low light is the team. So my husband and I put together, and he really helped me a lot, uh, a list of the top twenty-five quarterbacks and top 25 tight ends top 50 running backs top 50 wide receivers in FanDuel because I also work for FanDuel and I was writing an article only one player made the list from San Francisco any of the lists and it was Anquan Bolden he was number
0: 44 yeah that's it no one was startable it stinks Again, not surprising Carlos Hyde had that one game
2: I don't know Won if yet. you were on back <laughs> on yet, Brandon, but I was like, my my nightmare is that Chip Kelly goes to the Niners. Yeah,
0: Oh, gosh, that'd be that's so where he wants bad. to be. That'd Be so bad. I know. I want him to be in college. Or his I, school. I, I actually, I'm actually gonna propose that we him be able allowed to
2: do a trade when we do our draft picks. That if there's no, no, no a team, that's no one's gonna so, trade me for San Francisco. Someone might. Courtney might. She loves Chip Kelly. True. <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: True that, Ashley. True that. All right, the Vikings, the high. There's only one person on the team again worth a high. Clearly, this is Adrian Peterson. And you girls were not believers at the beginning of the season. I must say this. And after nope. his week one bad performance, you guys were like, told you so. I told you so. And I was like, screw you. Just you wait, Mr. Higgins. And sure enough, he ended his season at the ripe age of 30 with more rushing yarns. Than any other running back and tied for the most rushing touchdowns. Booyah.
2: I mean, half Booyah. the running backs
0: are broken, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's true, Brandon. And he it's still true. bores me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> he still bores me. I don't know why. Like, you watch the Vikings for me. Like, I'm so surprised they're a playoff team because I literally, I feel like it's a snooze fest the entire
0: game. I'm like, oh, has anyone done anything yet? Huh. Oh, you don't like it when AP breaks off for 25 yards? That doesn't excite you? Because you didn't no. buy him because you weren't a believer. Maybe because he beat I, you. I, I was
2: not a believer. I'm saying even during, even like, I, when I watch the playoff game, I will still be bored this week. It
0: is boring, and I'll tell you, it's because of my low, and not because I don't like him. It's just because it is. My low is Teddy Bridgewater. I think we thought that the Vikings were going to throw more this year than they did, and they didn't. He only threw the ball more than 40 times once, and he had nine games under 30 throws. That's bananas. And I thought he might even run the, more, run the ball more, but when Alex Smith has 300 more yards rushing than you do, you know that was not the case. It's because Alex Smith is, you know, the best. <laughs> MVP of the AFC. If he wins <laughs>
1: the Super Bowl and he gets yeah. the MVP, I want, I'm calling you first, Courtney. Yep, me too. First well, do. who
0: else would get it? Macklin, who's throwing in the ball? Alex Smith. Alex Smith has to get it. Jamal <laughs> Charles isn't on the team right now. Probably just for Kansas West could if he has a good game. Well,
2: Spencer, stop Ware's it! Been it. Out you have to touch Spencer, where? Yeah, Al- Alex Smith is the game manager. You know, he Courtney, if the, the Broncos ball. don't win, I'm rooting the Chiefs, <laughs> and I'm rooting Alex Smith.
0: Hey, we're Kansas City in a family in my house. My girls all have Chiefs jersey, and and so don't you worry, we're. My oldest, especially, is rooting for the Chiefs. So, uh, I just hey, Joe Flacco's won Super Bowls. I'm not saying that Alex Smith can't win a Super Bowl. I'm just saying he's not a great quarterback. That's all. Time for this debate. Anyways, let's move on. (laughs) I'm not even talking. I just like hearing the debate.
2: That's all. That's That's funny to me. The guy just gets no respect. No respect, Alex Smith. No respect. Oh, Green Bay Packers, Brandon.
1: So James Jones and his mini-Renaissance was a highlight. Uh, He scored at least one touchdown in all but one of his first six games. Then it went downhill.
0: Sure did. But
1: there were six games of glory. It was
0: exciting for a moment. For
1: half a moment. Low light was definitely Aaron Rodgers. If you watch the tape, this guy is just, he's getting zero protection. And no one can catch the ball. It's unbelievable. Randall L- Cobb actually, watching the really th- bad. Randall Cobb is a disaster. De- Devonte Adams, that experiment should be over. Uh, Jordy Nelson's on the phone with his agent. He's like, "Hey,
0: let's do coffee again." Uh, I'm just telling you. Just, just think if wow. you were a Homer, if you were a Green Bay Packer Homer this year, Ugh. and you like drafted all of them. I mean, you, well, your last place, your last place for sure.
2: Although, for me, the bigger issue is that it really showed Randall Cobb's flaws. Like, yes, it it became evident they need Jordy Nelson, but for me, I was just like, Randall Cobb, bro, what's what's going on here? Well, he's an Eric Decker. He's a wide
0: receiver, too. You put him in that wide receiver one, and and they fold. He has to be a wide receiver, too.
1: I completely agree. And also, I think that, um, you know, I think they were trying to – Mix it up a little bit. I, you know, they had a lot of issues. Eddie Lacy did not come into the season ready to play. He just didn't. No. There's, there's no getting around that. Um, he's still barely there, you know. I actually tweeted out on, uh, it was one of my more popular tweets on Sunday, where I was like, how is Steven Jackson in playing shape and Eddie Lacy is not? Yeah. Still. Um, and then uh, Devontae Adams just forgot how to catch a football. Makes no sense. So, um, anyway, I was going to say that Aaron Rodgers' uh, end of the regular season is the seventh highest scoring quarterback, and Kirk Cousins only scored eight fewer points than him on the season, and that's without going over 15 points in his first three games. Yeah, so, not. Cousins didn't get even, like, remotely okay until week four or five, and then he still was right at the Aaron Rodgers level. It's scary. Um, and also, quarterbacks that scored more than him, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Blake Bortles, Carson Palmer, and Drew Brees. All of them. And we came into this thinking he was going to be one of the – I mean, some people took him number one in the draft overall. Yeah.
2: Yep. Sad. Y- you were a big Aaron Rodgers fan.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I was also a big Eddie Lacy fan. 25th ranked running back of the season.
0: I'm surprising he that high.
2: Me too. Uh, Detroit Lions, actually. Well, ladies, you know I've got to say it. A Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to miss saying this every week because dear Jim Bob Cooter has made my Lions write-ups so much more pleasant. Oh, um, honestly, there weren't many highlights from this team. It's kind of sad to say. So I guess I'll, I'll give my highlight was for me when Matthew Stafford went off on Thanksgiving, um, mm. which we predicted. So that was definitely the high of the year for me. Uh, and he at least at the, after that point he kind of proved himself to be a streaming quarterback, but not a whole lot else going on with his team. But my low line would be Amir Abdullah. There was a lot of hype around him, and in the end, not a whole lot of production. So he was flashy on special teams, and this a lot of people think that he was a little better run, as a running back than he actually was. But you know, his actual running left fairly little to be desired. So I'm bummed that we are back in the committee situation because it's just it's the worst place to be. Chicago Bears,
1: Brandon. I think the highlight was Jeremy Langford's back-to-back games of 20 or more fantasy points at San Diego and St. Louis. That's good. You know, um, yeah. those, that was like a, kind of like a fun little thing. Uh, low light, man, there were a lot, actually. I'm going to say uh, them forcing Matt Forte out, one of my favorite players of all time, Ugh. as everyone knows. He was still, Matt Forte, was still the ninth highest scoring running back. He missed three games, and his team didn't want him to be playing as well as he was. That's how good he is.
2: He's going to play somewhere else. Also, Alshon Jeffries. Come to the Broncos. Come to the Broncos. Come to Butthead. Do you remember that? (laughs) Wait, it's like Beavis and Butthead?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nineties. (laughs) Alshon Jeffries' soft tissue issues are really concerning to me.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. I
1: think this is very bad. And I think actually Kevin White might be a big sleeper next year. He didn't get to play at all this year. He was a rookie. Got injured in the preseason. They shut him down. John Fox is super conservative about that kind of stuff anyway. But uh it's a weird situation. You gotta keep your eye on this one. If you're if you're in a dynasty league, I am shopping
2: Alshon Jeffrey.
0: Bye-bye. Washington Redskins,
2: Ashley. Well, as Courtney mentioned, I've had these babies for a while. So they're like, <laughs> they're my long-term babies, the Redskins. Um, <laughs> But it's a tough call for me because of this, because of the history I have with this team, Uh, between Jordan Reed, who had a heck of a season and did not get injured, which was the most surprising part to me, and great news because the guy has got serious concussion issues, so thrilled with that, or Kirk Cousins finally getting a chance and rolling with it, which was great. Um, And congrats to both of these guys on getting to the playoffs, To the whole team. This is huge for the Redskins. So, I guess that would be my high. I was just really
0: excited to see both these players do well. Real fast. May coaches out there take note of this. Stop this quarterback competition where quarterbacks feel threatened their job every week and just roll with one and see how it turns out. Look how Kirk Cousins went. Kirk Cousins didn't do nearly as good of a job when he was going back and forth between McCoy and RG3 and other injuries involved in that. But give me a break. Just go with one. Brian Hoyer. You heard yeah? her. Right. You heard her. All right, sorry. Well, my low light will take two <laughs> seconds.
2: It was clearly the running game. That's not even a question. Um, I don't. It was really. It was truly awful. I can't mm-hmm. think of a worse running game, honestly, in the NFL than them. You know, Matt Jones. We all know I did not enjoy. Uh, nothing but hype there, and Alfred Morris. Talk about disappointment. And you can kind of say the same thing as far of the quarterbacks. Just pick a running back and roll with it. And just have one be change of pace. Like, stop trying to do these committees in a situation when when neither is doing well. At least give
0: one a chance to get a rhythm going. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Philadelphia Eagles, the high. There is no question that it's got to be the firing of Chip Kelly. That was my high. (laughs) I don't know if it was the high for the team. I think it was the high for the team. But it was definitely my high was when Chip Kelly got fired. Jordan Matthews did finish the season with three nice games, but that can't be my high. It just can't be because he screwed us over the majority of the season. So I will have to say adios, Chip Kelly. Thank you very much. And it even came soon, even came before week 17 or after week 17. So I'm really happy about that. And my low. My low was tough, too. I almost said Chip Kelly again. But I will pick the (laughs) rookie that everyone thought was going to be huge this year. Nelson Aguilar was not so much. He only had one game over 4.5 points and one game over 3.5 points. Yet he was still owned in 20% of fantasy leagues today when I checked. That's so crazy. (laughs) Seth Roberts, who had nearly 50 more fantasy points than Aguilar, was only owned in 3% of leagues just saying you I hope all 20% of those links were dynasty leagues and you're just praying that he's going to get better because why why hold on somebody like that on your bench why would you do that <laughs> don't
2: yeah why don't would you ever out do out that on your bench, I just guys. don't get that I just
0: yeah it's beyond me anyways for the Giants my high was the ODB OBJ my man um, he was definitely the high for the Giants. He was only behind Julio Jones in fantasy points by 16 points in standard leagues, but saw 45 less targets than Julio. So that's, I mean, that's a lot. Um, he had some huge games, and I, I think he will only grow this offseason and be better for next year, especially after that suspension. I really feel like This off season, he's gonna be like really focused. Got something to prove. Yeah, he's got like yeah, like some growing up to do, and I think he's acknowledged that he's not too big to think that he's got room to be better, and I think that's just amazing that he's humble like that. You know, yeah. Did you see that letter he wrote to his fans? I didn't see Mm -hmm. it
1: entirely. You literally just quoted it. Really? That that is a lot of growing up to do, and thanks for sticking with me through this roller coaster of a season. Aww. Yeah, yeah, so you know,
2: he yeah. you basically took the words
1: like right it. out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why I thought you saw it. I was like, Oh, let's no. talk about it. That's why I was No, and, and, okay. and,
0: but that's the thing is like, you know, like, she's a mind how, reader. How cool is it that he knows that? That he's just yeah, like, he can, he's humble enough because some guys are just so big headed, they just don't think they have room to grow. AJ McCallan McCarron, whatever your name is. Karen. Uh,
1: um yeah so anyway, the ultimate disrespect always with
2: Courtney <laughs> next time we need my
0: you Evans do it on purpose I know you do
1: A.G. McCowan or whatever or whatever your
0: name is you i was I'll gonna do name it when Nelson. I need you. I was gonna do it Nelson do it um, and I would say that the running game for Richard, uh, but Richard Jennings came on in the last few weeks. So I will say, I will say Tom Tom Coughlin leaving the Giants. I think that has to be the low for the Giants. In general, it's just a really sad time. It makes me super sad. And I'll speak for the rest of us. We hope you do well in whatever you do. And if that's coaching, we'll be cheering for the team that you're coaching for, even if it's the 49ers. We love you. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Brandon. Well,
1: it's hard to find a highlight, but I'm going to go Darren McFadden. Yes, was yes, a huge yes, Surprise. Yes. He played in all 16 games, and he played hard. After week six, he averaged 18.4 carries per game. Oh! I can't believe they did that to him, and then he made it. I mean, we were worried. We were worried. I said he's going to break in two. Some games he's getting 29 carries. That's crazy. That workload, I was shocked they didn't break. Uh, I know, but congratulations. And, and, and the low light was definitely harder. And I'm just glad I didn't have to talk about the defense much because their offense was so bad that it just was like, Ugh, this is just a disaster. Um, but, yeah, you know, all that controversy,
0: articles, just the whole thing made me sick. To and things. a quick shout-out, because this made me remind, uh, remind me of it, Darren McFadden, but uh, at Robby Yizzle. We talked about you on our, our XM show. I don't know if you're, you have Sirius XM or not, but much appreciation for you doing what we talked about last week in our podcast with the Thriller post. And uh, yeah. that was amazing. I saved it in my phone. Um, you're awesome, and we really appreciate you. Thank you for your kind letter and your sweet words. You're, you're great, and we really appreciate you, and congrats to your championship. And on that, we will move on. But before we move on to the ASC, ladies, tell me three predictions this year you were dead on about.
2: Well, I was really bummed you made me limit it to three.
0: But, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> we, we're I on kid. a time schedule here. Time I kid. I kid. I kid. <laughs> um,
2: the first one for me was the beginning of the season when I said that Brandon Marshall is still Brandon Marshall. And that you shouldn't be too worried about drafting him. And I hope you did, as he was the third highest scoring wide receiver on the year. Now, I know we were all freaked out, being like, why in the world did they get Brandon Marshall for only a fifth-round pick? Because that is so dirt cheap for a receiver who has been (laughs) top of his game for years. Yeah, Um, And so I understand why the hesitation. But Brandon Marshall is Brandon Marshall. So that was my first one. My second one was in Week 16, um, when I said that you should still play Todd Gurley. Despite the fact that he was going up against a very stout Seahawks defense. Now, what was really interesting about this one was that I was initially like, eh, don't play him. I don't like him this week. But then after much thinking and not only you know, and not only talking about a bunch of people off the ledge, I had to talk myself off the ledge. And it wasn't until our serious XM show that Saturday that I was like, you know what, guys? No. Play him. You gotta play him. I feel okay about it. It's still gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He ended up. Um, the 11th highest scoring running back that week. So he was still certainly of starting status. So that was my second. And my third one is so random, but it was last week when I said you should play Kobe Flater.
0: <laughs> I know. I text, it was such I text Ashley right after it happened. I was like, Flater. <laughs> um, it was such a
2: risky play in your championship because I get it. Kobe Flater has been dog poop all year. And who's throwing the ball? Who threw Um, him that ball? I think it was Freeman. It was Freeman. It was it was Freeman. Um, I shouldn't say Freeman. Does Weiner touch touchdowns? Eddie Lacy did this year, and that was so bizarre. They just kept streaming. (laughs) They kept like swapping quarterbacks, but. I shouldn't say he was awful because, as we all know, the Colts struggled this year. But he didn't even break into the top twenty tight ends on the season. But in week seventeen, he was the second highest scoring tight end. So I Amazing. hope you guys played him one because play. it was
0: it was a very crazy random call of mine. That's hilarious. I loved the fact that they went back and forth with Freeman and uh, what's his face Lindley. Yeah, Lindley. I thought that was I thought it was kind of fun because it's like. All of a sudden, a big play would happen. You're like, who, who was Which one was it? it? Which one <laughs> was it? You know? Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, like, not, neither one of them had, like, you know, worked hard to get this position. They'd been there for five days, you know? I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I thought it was good <laughs> stuff. Um, I have to say that one of my best predictions was that at the beginning of preseason, I said it's going to be Devontae Freeman over Tevin Coleman. Everybody else was on the Tevin Coleman train getting drafted way higher than Devontae Freeman. I was like, no, it's Freeman. I think it's going to be Freeman. And sure enough, we all know it was Freeman. Um, And it's never popular to bench one of your stunts, but I said that Antonio Brown was going to have a bad game in week six, and he sure did with only 2.4 points against the Arizona Cardinals. And I did bench him in my league. So I think that was one of my better Definitely calls, no. and and in week twelve mm-hmm. I told you to pick up Will Ty, the tight end for the Giants, and I am sure that he saved some people's teams, going into playoffs. Uh, he averaged eight point two fantasy points in the last six weeks of the season, so decent Bad for boy. a tight end.
1: I misread the question, but <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> <and> process <laughs> Brandon, you should read your notes because uh, you're all like, what? I, <laughs> I told people to start Cam Newton against Seattle when he went into Seattle, and this was at the beginning of the season, and everyone was still in awe of Seattle. And uh, I was right. It was one of his 30-point games. Fantastic. Um, also, in general, I was really high on Cam Newton going into the season. I was like, I don't know why everyone's sleeping on this guy. Like, he's really good. He's good at football. So, um, Glad that worked out. Uh, it was almost like people forgot that he was injured last year and that's why his numbers dipped. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird remember just off season, everyone was just down on him and I was like, What? Um, we were all right about the Jaguars. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of us, you know, thought that Blake Bortles and Alan Robinson and Alan Hearns were the real deal. So that was great. Um, and then yeah, I you know, I had kind of weird teams that were kind of depressing to be right about where I was like don't start anyone from San Francisco all the time I mean that was
2: right <laughs> but can I claim that. that sure I mean that's you know? technically four brands so stop over you know achieving
1: stop. yeah exactly well I, again I'm not quite sure that last one counts
0: <laughs> alright tell me one time you were way off in your prediction
1: Melvin Gordon whoa, whoa. I thought he would be the top rookie of the year. I thought that position in San Diego was ripe for the taking. I thought that I thought San Diego would be better. I don't know how Mike McCoy has a job. How did Lovey Smith lose? I'm going to start freaking out about all the coaches that I can't believe are still in the league. Jeff Fisher, Mike McCoy, Lovey Smith's out.
2: Anyway, that's where I was wrong. There you go. Ashley? Well, I was way off a few times, and all of those times generally involved Chris <laughs> Ivory. <laughs> he, he was some, hard. He was hard. He had he went off on some games, and he had some good matchups where he you know just didn't even show up to play. He just didn't, you know, and and I hate when players make a liar out of me. And Chris Ivory and I had a few choice words on Sundays between me and my TV. And um, <laughs> cause I I hate when I tell people to play someone and then they don't do well. I actually hate that more than when my team doesn't do well. Because I'm like, oh, I told people to play this person, and then they don't perform, and then I just feel
0: awful. Chris Aubrey made me feel awful a few times. Liar. You're a liar. Liar. You're a liar. I have to say, I know I'm not alone in this with other fantasy analysts, but week 16 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that was really bad. I'm pretty sure I – Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure I said this, but I'm pretty sure start them all is what I said. It's Baltimore. <laughs> start them all. Yeah. And the only person you should have started was D'Angelo Williams. So, I mean, yeah. And that was your championship week for most people. That was really bad. That was really bad. But it wasn't my fault. It was Pittsburgh's fault. Brutal. How about that? It's Pittsburgh's. Pittsburgh. Um, See how we're honest about our mistakes, too. See, we we don't mind sharing those things. Let's get into the AFC, (laughs) New England Patriots.
1: Brandon. Well, the highlight was Tom Brady's seven-game streak of 22 or more fantasy points at the beginning of the season. That was crazy, and especially because a lot of people didn't even draft him because they thought he was going to be suspended for deflating footballs. True. Oh, those days. So the low light would be the injuries. I never feel bad for the Patriots, but I almost feel bad for the Patriots. Sort of. Uh, Dion Lewis, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, although he's back now, but kind of, uh, Garrett Blount, uh, Brady scored 5.26 points in Week 17 against Miami. And, yeah, they sat him, but not soon enough to make 5.26 points make sense in my head.
0: I've got really regulars bad. that think that New England Patriots um, purposely lost so they wouldn't have to play the Chiefs in the first round of playoffs because the Chiefs right now are hot. of Alex Smith, are they? They're crazy hot right now.
1: Well, they won't necessarily have to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs still have to beat Houston. and I mean, we're all like sleeping on Houston, but Houston's playing at home. The Chiefs have a really bad secondary, and DeAndre Hopkins is out there and just catches insane balls. Uh, Brian Hoyer is back from his two concussions within a month. If he gets hit again, we got trouble, but he is back. I don't know. I,
2: I, I'm not I'm not on it. I don't put anything past Belichick, but everybody wants home field advantage.
1: Everyone.
2: Yeah, I don't think he wants to go to Denver.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think that Denver might go to the Super Bowl and lose, but I think they might go to the Super Bowl again because of their home field advantage. I mean, come on, come on. Come on. I mean, you ready for pain to lose another one? <laughs> You're so mean.
0: You're a really right, bad person. I don't appreciate your negativity. You are, bad. You are going no. into fantasy I'm, karma I'm hell right now. Real All right, Ashley, New York Jets.
2: This team was my baby this year. Uh, and I was so happy that they did well. This was my little, my little pumpkins. Mm. Loved them. Uh, so while it's tough to not mention Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall's performance because it was fantastic, I expected them to do well. So I'm not going to put that as my highlight. My highlight will be my bearded wonder, Ryan right, Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. winning the role. And I will say that he won the role because he was kept it once Geno Smith did come back healthy. Props to Todd Bowles for not caving and going with Geno Smith and sticking mm-hmm. with Fitzy. Clearly that was the right choice. And you guys were so close to making the playoffs. So... That's because of my low light. My low light is that I loved this team, and I was so bummed when they it's didn't get the to the playoffs. completely
0: imploded in the fourth yeah. quarter. That was sad. It was very mm. sad. I guess his old you know, team, the whole was thing. I know. Really oh, Buffalo Bills, Ashley. Well,
2: highlight was the running game was great this year. You know, McCoy did great. Carlos Williams did great. Gilleslie did great at the end there. And when McCoy went down, Carlos Williams stepped up and was right there, ready to go. Uh, you know, and Gillislee stepped up at the end of the year as well. So that certainly makes me feel really good about this team's prospects for next year. So I'm really thrilled about that. My low, you know, really the only low light for me was Tyrod Taylor um, getting hurt, and same with Lashawn McCoy, because it was really a bummer because they were both playing really well and had some steam going, um, and then they got hurt. But you know what? I think
0: they will, you know, be really interesting next year. I think this is a really, really
2: interesting team for me is the Bills
0: for next year. Miami Dolphins, you know, I have to say the high is not so much a high, but I'm really excited about Devontae <laughs> Parker for next year. Does that does that count? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. came out strong sure. the last third of the season, so around there. Um, but I think he's going to be a really good grab for 2016. Um, and although, you know, I was really high on this team in preseason. I drafted a lot of them. Everyone was. I drafted always. a lot of these Dolphins. And Jarvis Landry worked out. on me. Lamar Miller did better than I thought he would, too. Mm-hmm. Well, depending. But, but Miller and Jarvis Landry both had really bad games, too. So, uh, yeah, so it was just, it was really tough. I would have to say Tannehill probably takes the cake. There just was no consistency at all in his play. You know, he actually did better against tougher defenses. So I guess that's something to take away. So hashtag I stand with Miko. (laughs) Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals, Ashley. (coughs) I always love covering the
2: Bengals. I do. Um, so my highlight is going to be Tyler Eifert. Um, he was great. He emerged yeah. as uh, you know one of the tight ends that you could really count on in 2015. And as we all know, that is a rarity with it comes to tight ends. So I just hope that they will be able to incorporate him in a bigger fashion next year in terms of yardage and not just touchdowns. Because we always said he's good for a touchdown. He's good for a touchdown. Like, uh, But I think he's got potential to do a lot more for this team. So I hope that they... Incorporate a little bit more. My low-light is Jeremy Effin-Hill and the <laughs> offensive coordinator Hugh Jackson's refusal to play the better back all season long in a large capacity, which, of course, was Giovanni Bernard. And, of course, Jeremy Hill came out at the very end of the year because that's who they decided to roll with. I, I need to stop because you know I'm going to go on about this team. I can't do it. Can't. Can't. It's-
0: I hate you, Steelers. The high, that's easy. It has to be D'Angelo Williams. He has to be the high of the yeah. team, without a doubt. You know, he came from Carolina where he hadn't found much success since like 2009 um, to backing up the best running back in the league, in my opinion, and dominating. He is the fourth running back in fantasy points. And that is with being a clear backup with five or less carries in five games. And that, is, and that includes week 17 where he only had five carries, too, and he got hurt. So uh, he was just a really good feel-good story of 2015. i just really proud of D'Angelo and the Pittsburgh Steelers for using him. It was good. It was good. My low, um, and with that, I think that the low is losing Le'Veon Bell, I have to say. That was really sad. Yeah. And I know you guys picked him with your number one pick overall. And he was suspended for the first two games. He only got him for five games, four and a half maybe. Um, so that was really sad. But best of luck to both of them next year. I enjoy both of them a lot. The Baltimore Ravens, Brandon.
1: Well, the highlight was Kamar Aiken's emergence. Yeah. You know, um, the whole team just got beat up. Um and I don't know what his role is going to be next year because Steve Smith Sr. is coming back. Brashard Perryman is coming back, and he's a rookie that we didn't even get to see. Um, but you know what? From week seven on, he saw seven or more targets in every single game, and he really kind of came to bat for that team. So that was cool. And the low light was Steve Smith Sr.'s injury, but he's coming back. That was almost a highlight
0: for me. We knew he wouldn't go out a highlight like that. That when it. he announced he was coming back. Good. Yeah. That was good. Browns, was close. Cleveland Browns, Brandon.
1: Highlight is definitely hashtag Billy Manziel. <laughs> it just happened, but I'm all in. I'm all in. And Gary Barnage, of course. 79 receptions, 1,043 yards, and nine touchdowns. And that was with Billy Manziel throwing the ball. Awesome. Really, really impressive. It really is. Uh, low light, Johnny Johnny <laughs> Manziel. Uh his highest fantasy score was
0: 16.58 plus. I love Clutch. that. And I love that everybody was like drafting him and like all about Manzy, Just totally into it. It's my favorite. They're so ridiculous. Indianapolis was Colts, Ashley. This poor, poor team.
2: Like, I just I just feel so bad for this team. But yeah. my highlight was seeing Matt Hasselbeck come in and play again this season. It was just. You know, it's not super relevant fantasy-wise, but it was fun. It was fun to see. Granted, Tilly was broken in part um, into two pieces, but before that it was fun to see this 4 year old guy come in and, and, you know, try to save the team to prep him for Andrew Luck, um, which was never going to happen. But low light, obviously, then was Andrew Luck going down. He was a top pick and did absolutely nothing for you uh, and caught, but cause you misery all year. That You know... Out for the season. That's a rough, that was a rough, rough one is he's probably your one or two
0: overall pick in the entire draft. Bad. Houston Texans, Brandon.
1: The highlight is they made the playoffs. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, oh, man. whoa, whoa. I mean, also DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Nine or more targets in every game save two. Uh, imagine if he had a quarterback.
2: Da, 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 da.
1: And a low light would be um, Brian Hoyer getting two concussions within a month. That is scary. And then a movie named Concussion came out, and we have to rethink
0: how we live our lives. <laughs> you love that movie. You love. That I haven't movie. seen it yet. I know. You're, I've, I've only read. It's articles just too about depressing it. to think about it. It's Fascinating. Yeah. I, watched I love that line in the movie. That. You did. Oh yeah. Is it good? Behind the or yeah, it's Frontline's documentary. I told you about this. You have to watch it with the real person yeah. that's not Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. 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 I just love that line though. Where they're like,
2: you're going up against an institution that now has the day of the week that used to belong to the
0: church. Well it's funny they got great the great line. They got the guy his first person who ever he ever did an autopsy on the, an NFL player, um it was, like, one of the big stars from the Steelers. It was, like, Steelers, a huge yeah. star. And he's, like, mm-hmm. comes in and he's, like, oh, my God, there's guys in your office. And he's, like, who's that? He had no clue. He didn't watch football. He had no clue. It's just, like, it's so good. He's completely out. Doesn't know what he's getting himself into. It's, it, I'm sure it's going to be a good movie. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. Ashley. Um, my highlight
2: is Everything. I love this team. (laughs) Seriously, I love that. You know, Blake Borrell being a top five quarterback of the year and really growing in his game. I thought that was amazing. And then the Allen brothers stepping up to be the second best duo in the league, only behind in terms of duos on a team, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. Uh, All season long we were trying to decide who was the better wide receiver too. Clearly Decker won out. But uh, it's just really fun to watch. I'm excited to see what they're going to do next year. My little light is I was bummed to see T.J. Yeldon go down. I, I, I want him to do well, and I want him to catch a groove, and I'm really looking forward to see you know, what he does in the offseason how he's going to do in 2016. I have to say, though, when we drew teams, everyone was like, oh, gosh, Ashley has terrible teams. But your terrible teams ended up being good. Yeah, that's true. Most of my terrible teams ended up being
1: good. You know, the Jets and the Jaguars, we thought they were going to be disaster zones. My bad teams were bad. <laughs>
0: That's true. Your, your good teams are bad brandon yeah.
1: my good teams dallas, dallas <laughs> green yeah. bay yeah. i mean Awful. Chicago, Awful. chicago san francisco they were Cleveland. never a good team never good wow i hope my analysis really helped you guys win your the uh, championships this year as in don't play these people
0: Yay. you're welcome Tennessee Titans, you know, it's not so much one player this season. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, For a high. Although Delaney Walker, love you. Um, But I will not forget, and maybe this might be one of those moments, um, the discussion of who was the better quarterback, Mariota or Winston, going into the 2015 season. And with that week one game when Mariota Mm. just Mm. dominated (laughs) and the Titans, they just destroyed the Buccaneers. Uh, I think that's one of my favorite moments. Like, all season, really, from all of the teams. I just remember it. Like, all of us being <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, Mariota." Um, they had the same yards. Actually, Winston had one more yard than him than Mariota, but Mariota had four touchdowns and zero interceptions, and Winston had two touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, it was glorious. It was it was a really good game to watch. Um, and my low, you know, with a. 3-13 record. There's lots and lots of lows. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think the whole team in general, other than Walker, was a low. I just, I'm not picking out one person, not singling them out. It's not fair. Just, just bad. And yeah, they're young guys, so I'm hoping they'll get it together and be better next year. I believe in Tennessee. I really do. Uh, for the Denver Broncos, the high... The Denver defense, for sure, was by far oh, the best part of yeah. the Broncos this year. Number one in fantasy points, number one in sacks, and tied for second for defensive touchdowns. You know, we thought they were going to be good, but, man, they were great. They were, like, really great. Um, my low is no question. Going going into the year, the Broncos, you know, were favored to win the Super Bowl. And, yes, we are going into the playoffs, or they are, Um but Peyton Manning, man, under center, is just was mm. so bad with Kubiak as his coach. That for sure had to be the low. Um, Blake Bortles just surpassed him in interceptions in the last week of, of the season. Um, but Peyton only played 10 games, so that's not anything to <laughs> talk about. So he had a total of 17 interceptions and only nine touchdowns on the season. That is bad. So I hope we can all turn things around in the playoffs. But only time will tell. Really bad. Kansas City Chiefs, Brandon. A highlight would be that a wide receiver caught a touchdown. (gasps) Macklin going to the team had to be a highlight. He, like, really did open up everything. Yep. And, you
1: know, a lot of people criticize Andy Reid for paying Jeremy Macklin as much as he did. But, you know, Andy Reid... to his credit, went in with a mission. He was like, I want that player back on my team. I want his leadership. I want him as a player. I want everything about him, and I am willing to pay the price. And it was worth it because not only did Jeremy Macklin catch a team-high eight touchdowns, but Albert Wilson caught two touchdowns, D'Anthony Thomas caught one, and Chris Conley caught one. So there was even more than one wide receiver. Double digits. It's called coming from a leader zero show
2: touchdown year. Yeah. Big change. Correct. Big change, big change. And
1: the low light had to be Jamal Charles's injury. Oh. Gosh, you know, again I, and you know what he was playing so well. So it's like, you know, when people are like, Oh, you know, who was the biggest bust of twenty fifteen? And and they mentioned people, it's like, Well, I don't know if I call injuries busts. Yeah,
0: I don't think I mean
1: a bust. you know, like Le'Veon Bell I don't think was a bust. The he
0: Miami
2: Dolphins were a bust.
0: Eddie right. Lacy was a bust. Randall Eddie Cobb Lace. was a bust. bust. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. DeMarco Murray. Calvin Buck. Johnson. Bust. Andrew Luck, even before he got hurt, was a bust. Peyton Manning, even before he got yes. hurt, he was a bust. Those guys are busts. I agree. They, the guys who went in, got you your fantasy points, and then ended up getting injured, I don't think they're busts.
1: Yeah, I just want to differentiate
0: them myself. Right. I agree. Thank you. Good. Jamal Charles, I hope you get better. Oakland Raiders, Ashley. My
2: highlights, Mr. Derek Carr. Gosh, he had a heck of a sophomore season when everybody was concerned he was going to have that sophomore slump. No, no. No, he did not. Uh, No reason to fear that he was going to be an RG3. Now, he has proven to be their (laughs) franchise quarterback, which I think is fantastic. And I think Raiders fans everywhere should be very excited about the future of this team. I really Mm -mm. do, which I think is they need it. They need a little love. Uh, overall, and for my lowlights, you know, I am optimistic about this team, but I would like to see Amari Cooper step up and have some better production against shutdown corners. And I do know he's a rookie and that we can't expect the world from rookies. Um, but then you see guys like Odell Beckham Jr. Who did it their rookie year, but you know, he is slated to be a top receiver in this league. And that means that you need to be able to still produce against, you know, playing against like Revis Island and the Josh Normans of the world and et cetera. Like that is what is expected of you if you were to be a top build receiver. So um, while I'm overall optimistic, I'm, I, I need to see that step.
1: Yeah, that made me think, though, like cause Sammy Watkins, Allen Robinson, those guys figured it out this year. I wonder if that's one of the things about drafting a rookie wide receiver you have to be most cautious about is the shutdown corner situation.
0: Do you think that's – i mean sure. I mean, he, I mean, I think that's,
2: he played well but in all that the
0: other in, games. Not in learning the playbook, but, yeah, I'd say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sammy Watkins definitely
1: figured that out. He did. Much, he was Much great better this year. year.
0: He was great. Yeah. yeah. Much better. Much improved. Um, San Diego Chargers, you know, high's got to be Danny Woodhead again. was tied for the most receptions <laughs> for a running back and led for running run, – led running backs – for receiving yards by nearly 60 yards. Um, He's clearly nominated. And he also has six receiving touchdowns this season, two more receiving touchdowns than any other running back. Bam. He didn't run the ball, but, man, he caught, like, nobody's business. That's right. It does not matter. Um, My low, I think, is losing Keenan Allen to that lacerated kidney in week eight. That was a big deal. And although the San Diego... Chargers weren't winning games they looked really good they had like a really yeah. awesome offense um, with losing him I just think that that just messed everything up it's just not good for fantasy it's not good for the Chargers so get better Update, I think he looks good for OTAs, so, just, you know. <laughs> got to throw it in there. Gotta <laughs> just kidding. Just, in kid there. Update. Update in just there. kidding. I don't have an update. I don't know if he is going to be or not, but I want to just say it.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't do one of those updates this week. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. I got it in. I got it
0: in. <laughs> good job. Uh, all right, let's finish the show with our Fantasy Football New Year's Resolutions. Ashley. My Fantasy Football
2: Resolution will be to actually use the waiver wire. I, I don't know about you guys. I always preach, go grab this guy. Make sure you get him, yada, yada. And I'm so busy doing analysis and other stuff that I forget the damn guy I was talking about and to go
0: pick him up on the waiver wire. You owned Nelson Aguilar, didn't you? At the end of the season, you had him on your back. No, I did you? not. I did not have <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. Um, Accusations I, fly.
2: Like in our family, I think only made 10 moves. The entire season. And then you look at some of the rugby people, and they're like in the 40s. And I'm like, I did not. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mom is always really high on that one. But <laughs> my other resolution will be to try to not fall asleep during the transition between the first round of games and the second round of <laughs> games on Sundays. <laughs> I will not grab a blanket. I will not lay down. And instead, I'm going to get a stair climber, treadmill, something that I will consciously make sure I step onto midway through the
0: fourth quarter of the
2: first round of games. This will happen.
0: Good. That's a good one, Ashley. I like that. What about you, Brandon? Yeah. I'm going to draft wide receivers first. Yep.
1: Period. I just, the running back situation, I, you know, I'm just going to use that waiver wire for running backs. Uh, I'm going to be okay. I, I actually don't. Describe to the late-round quarterback in the sense that you stream every week. You just pick up someone different. Uh, I actually like getting two middle-round guys and switching them out, and that's what I did with a lot of the leagues that I won, and I had like a Blake Bortles-Carson Palmer combo or, you know, like a Matthew Stafford and someone else. But you know what? If you play the matchups that way, it's great. But a lot of people don't have backup quarterbacks, And, and I understand that. But this year there were so many injuries, you really missed out if you didn't have two guys, so that's, that's how I think I'm going to roll this year. I'm going to concentrate on wide receivers and two middle-of-the-pack
0: quarterbacks and just hope that I don't get a Tannehill-Bridgewater situation. Oof, that would be bad. Yeah. That would be really bad, and that's what I was about to say. Is I think my new resolution is to not <laughs> fall in love with a team. I need to stay oh. away from a team. I can't do that again this, this next year because Miami Dolphins really screwed me over, really yeah. mean just bad so I I'm I mean, gonna I just you know what I don't mind stacking in daily but I'm gonna try to stay away from stacking and and my season longs just can't just can't be so invested in one team unless it's somebody who's good Miami Dolphins were not like know, the Steelers like the Steelers or the Patriots or you know somebody who's constantly getting fantasy points you know like Yes, if it was available, I would take Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, my sleepers, I'm not going to, like, get them all from one team. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's a good
1: idea. Sleepers. You should
0: diversify Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sleepers. I have to diversify yes. myself in my sleepers. That's a good yeah. idea. And mid-round guys, too. I think, you know, like, you can't just, you can't, you, you get a mid-round guy that is going to be good. And then you get a sleeper from the same team, and if the team implodes, you know, that, that just is that's not that. good. Yeah, that's it. So, absolutely, that's where, that's where I'm going with it. And I think Ashley said this uh, another episode, uh, Kickers, man. Was it you? I think th- I always support Kickers, so probably... Uh I think maybe I'm just going to take a kicker cuz Goskowski scored way more fantasy points than most people's fourth round picks. So I'm just going to go kicker. No sooner than later people. <laughs> sooner than later. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tenth round. Now I'm just talking tenth crazy. round kicker. Bam. Goskowski, you're on my team, my friend. All right. <laughs> That's week 18. Kickers do matter. That's our wrap up show, wow. you guys. Love to leave it on that note. Brandon's excited. Brandon loves that. <laughs> Brandon, Mary Lee. Let's get that in right now. Thank you, Ashley Williams. This was a great year. We will be back sporadically throughout the offseason to update you, especially during draft time. Um, so keep an eye on our, our site, herfantasyfootball.com. This will be our last show on Sirius XM for the season as well, Saturday night, 8 to 10. Um, Eastern on Fantasy Sports Radio, so make sure you hop over there. You can call in and and chat with us about your championship wins. Um, Until then, guys, talk to us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. See you next season, guys. No more faking it.